Hello, welcome to another Haiku po- Podcast. And I'm Caleb, and I am seven, and I have a haiku to share. To start off, the shape of the lion in the fire, the story begins. The shape of the shape of the lion in the fire, the story begins. Hmm. I have something to share. I think it's kind of fun when you can remember that moment and you can make a haiku. I never knew that, but Dad said you could do that. So if you remember a moment totally that's in the present tense and everything, you can actually make a haiku after you've done it. Like how we when we did our camping trip, Dad came home at, after, so he was all shivering because we jumped in the Lake Superior. Um, all the guys and a few of the kids, all we went, went on the count of three, we're going to jump in one, two, three. And then we all jumped in, so my dad got out shivering really cold. Mm-hmm. So um, he, um, when he got home the next day, he came up with a haiku. I wish I had my journal here around the campfire because... I would be interested to see what that haiku would you was. Like to get your journal? Well, it, we're kind of in this special moment of of sitting around the campfire, and we'll just compose some in the moment haiku. But okay. maybe maybe tomorrow around the breakfast table, we could share that haiku. I could pull out my journal. It is true you can compose haiku in the moment and sometimes those seem to be the most poignant yeah the most best but But there is something about the revision process and there's something about even taking a memory and then writing a haiku or or pulling something out you can do the same with a photograph so the Haiku Society of America put on a virtual haiku symposium this summer, and Patricia McGuire shared a virtual ginkgo walk. And ginkgo. Yeah, it's, it's silly. like a nature walk. It's not really meant to be silly. It's well, it's a I different. Mean, it sounds kind of silly. Well, it's name. it's ginkgo. just a different language. So. Different languages sound different to different ears. So English sounds normal to your ears because you've spoken English your whole life. But if you'd grown up speaking Japanese, then Japanese would sound normal and maybe English wouldn't sound as normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would maybe even speak in Japanese. Right? If you would... What is Japanese? The language from Japan. Mm. Yes. The stars are Can popping out. And there's some leaves that are falling right now in the breeze. I'm surprised. I do. I was just turning around in my chair, and I was adjusting. I was like, "Whoa! Look at all the stars!" I saw a special haiku moment this week. You kids were running after leaves, trying to catch them. 
I We've, caught one. You caught one? It was beautiful. It was yellow with black dots and brown lines showing the main gill. It was really beautiful and mm. cool. Cool. Yeah. Mine too, yeah, I caught it. Catched. You caught I, it? Yeah, I, ca I caught it. Neat. I caught one too. You caught a leaf as well? Yeah. Catching a leaf. Catching a leaf underneath the maple tree. Catching a leaf under, oh, maybe two layers. Catching a leaf under the maple tree, under the blue sky. Yeah. Catching a leaf under the maple tree, under the blue sky. I, I have one. What, Elliot? Catching a leaf in the dark sky. <laughs> it is dark right now. Up above there are... Innumerable stars. You you couldn't count them. There's so many. But you could probably count them. But there'll be just so many. You could. You would probably only get up to a hundred. Maybe just to a hundred. <gasps> a satellite. You see a satellite? Look at. Cool. Right up there. Wow. Yeah. That satellite is going from kind of north east. The satellite east. goes across the darkening west. sky. Satellite goes across the darkening sky. sky. I like that, Caleb. Sparks. I have a haiku. Another satellite. Where? Right there. Right there. Up above. Whoa, it's exactly. like a train. Hey, I saw one more going that way. Whoa, one, two, three. Three. Wow. The bone in the fire. Well, there isn't a bone. Nope, the, a stick looks, looks like. like a bone. So maybe I could change it up where it looks. It, it's like the stick is a bone. And the bone is a stick. But it glows. But in haiku, you don't say the bone is a stick. And you don't say the stick is a bone, it's just the bone or the stick. It It is what it is. So, for example, if the bird is flying in the sky, you just say the bird. And you seek to be even more specific. You could say the eagle or the chickadee or the wren versus saying bird. Because bird is general, it's generic and then you don't say the bird is like an airplane. That is called a simile. You don't say the bird is an airplane because is a bird really an airplane? No. You just say the bird in the sky. I think that's one of the things that I find so attractive about haiku is that you're just stating what it is. So to me, haiku is like taking a picture with a camera just the way it really is and so you're still creating a frame you're limiting it's not a panoramic view it, it is it's a snapshot but you are not using a ton of digital effects so to speak let's think that you know personification saying the tree was crying or the puppy was laughing or something like that. That's like a special effect. It's like doctoring up your photo. 
Whereas haiku in its true form, it's a direct observation of nature, including a seasonal reference, and it often has two different elements that are maybe contrasting or maybe it's something like the vast sky and then the gentle chirp of a cricket. Something to that effect. Um, I recall one of the greats, one of the haiku greats, did one about a snail and Mount Fuji. And so you can imagine a snail, a little snail, and then a huge mountain. And the the huge difference, the vast difference between the two. So, there's my thought. And there's my, there's my first yawn of the night. This campfire still has probably 20 minutes of, of, uh, beautiful brilliance really i hope it could go for the whole night the whole night i i can't do an all-night shift i can't some someday i'll do an all-night shift and we'll just do haiku the whole night yeah yeah do you hear that distant motorcycle yeah you had a blue motorcycle yes i had a blue buell it was a harley davidson engine a 1200 Sportster, really loud. You'd come to a stop sign and you'd rev the engine, rum, 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 and everybody would look over at you and you'd smile. And then when the light would change to green, you and you'd take off. It had super fast pickup because a motorcycle is only about four or 500 pounds. Whereas and the a car, engine is really the huge. engine is really big. Whereas a car is about 2,000 pounds. So it takes a little bit to get a car going. It's kind of like so, pushing a heavy load of logs in the wheelbarrow versus just riding on your bike. It's a lot easier to go on your bike versus push a big wheelbarrow, right? Yeah, just... So now imagine if your legs were about 10 times stronger and you were riding your bike. And now imagine if you had four wheelbarrows and I had to push four wheelbarrows really slowly... And then you get to just ride your bike so fast. So we say, ready, set, go. Who's going to win? Me. <laughs> exactly. Um, what if I had to pull a big, big bundle of bricks? Who, who you is, would probably win. Who's heavier, a car or a motorcycle? A car. A motorcycle. A heavier a car would be. A car would be heavier than a motorcycle. A motorcycle would be loud. How did it just take off? Was it like this? Mm-hmm. Like if you when... if you pop the clutch, so if you let the clutch out too fast, you could actually pop a wheelie. It was meh. Or if you just revved it as hard as you could, you could raise the front wheel off the ground just a little bit. Wow. Yeah. It was. Did, did it was you like to do that? Super powerful. Had to be careful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you try to not pop the clutch when you're shifting. You try to shift smoothly. But when you're learning something, sometimes, you know, even though I yeah, even though I had driven dirt bikes, so I, I understood the principle Whoa, of shifting. Yeah. But every motorcycle, every car, every 
every everything is a little bit different. And so it takes a little getting used to. So I'd always recommend if you're trying something new, don't try the thing with tons of traffic or with lots of people. Uh, always try something in a place where if you do maybe wipe out or have an accident, you're not going to hurt yourself or hurt others. Does that make sense? Probably not in a church with a parking lot. Yeah, probably not where there's a ton of people no. or like busy traffic. I wanted to say, well, um, it's always kind of fun when um you're in your car and you're like um go, when you're turning onto 35 and you're trying to pick up speed like when you're actually on 35 you're not even going the speed limit you're going so slow so you have to speed up right yeah you're like That's <laughs> acceleration to speed up as oh. quick as you can it's a change change in your speed yeah. yeah well i tell you what the wind is kind of picking up a little bit here and uh I have a recording that we made from one of your projects here about a week back when we went for a fun walk on the Oak Trail. You guys picked up pockets full of acorns and it was a glorious day. We came home and you guys all had had bulging pockets of acorns and then you spent about five or six hours cracking each of those acorns and then you took the meat, the nuts, out, right? You call the the inside of a nut the meat. So you took the meat of the acorns, you separated it from the shell, and then you asked if we could use our coffee grinder, right? And so we ground up the acorns into flour, and then we made pancakes. <laughs> We and did so, some regular flour because we didn't have enough. Yes, we didn't do a hundred percent acorn flour, but yeah, we did quite a bit of acorn flour with like some three quarter, three quarters acorn flour and a one quarter regular flour. Sure. And how did you enjoy the flavor? Good. It was really good. Yeah, I had never done acorn flour when I was your age. I read the book My Side of the Mountain. It's a fun book that you guys would probably enjoy reading soon. And he ground up acorn flour and made pancakes in that story. And it, um, the um, acorn flour, it, when we made it into pancakes, once we ate the pancakes, it kind of tasted like hazelnuts. Sure. Yeah, so we'll close out this recording here with uh, just a recording from... Uh, about a week ago when we did the acorn flour grinding and then we'll have a few reflections from the morning after we had the pancakes. So, so enjoy the final recording here, the final um, sound bites of our acorn adventure and we wish you an excellent fall as you watch autumn leaves descending. Goodbye. 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 Have a good evening. So we thought we were going to head in for bed, but... There's a huge train of satellites. Yeah, how many have you seen? Ten. We've seen ten. Five, five, oh, ten, eleven, twelve. And they're not, like, going in different directions. It's like... It's literally like a train, like they're following the same...
path. Like yeah. the leader. Like you see one yeah, and then and it goes. Yeah, we didn't even know yet there was going to be satellites. There was satellite. a group of five that were going away. Now Elliot spotted the first, second, and then hey, I. Hey, another one. And then I there spot, was another one. And then I spotted wow. the second, two. So then we just started looking up because they were five. Hey, I spotted the next three. Yeah, we've seen 20. So it makes me ask the question, who, who regulates the sky? I don't know. And, God. and will, we, will we someday look up and will there be as much traffic in the sky yes. as there is traffic in a major city like New York or Los Angeles? You think there'll be more traffic in the sky? Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I don't think so. You know, one of the things I've always enjoyed about the sky is that it seems so vast and so untamed. I thought you the stars. Well, oh, certainly there's more stars than cars in a big city. But when I when I think of the sky, I think of like the last true frontier the last place to explore so it's interesting to sit around the campfire and see man-made objects circling the earth which allows us to do things like use gps and global positioning system it's like what allows you to use uh, a map on your phone instead of use a paper map you're counting 24 or 25 satellites in about... Oh, there's another satellite. Whoa, Truly amazing. This it, is a train of satellites. It makes me wonder, who do, you think, who do you think sends up these satellites? Do you think it's one country? Do you think it's one, one company? Do you think it's a collaboration of many different countries? collaboration of many different companies i don't know i don't know either i i think i i think i probably know the first one was sent up by um this girl one this girl 26 uh no that's the same one nope there's one ahead of it hey yep there's so there 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 it is oh yeah wow 26 there used to be this girl who became a scientist, and she and some other guys and girls. I saw another one. Let's listen to Jacob. All here. together, so this was a book about all of them. Okay. Came up with how to launch the very first satellite. Wow. So then this company, all together, worked really hard on this satellite, and finally. They were able to finish this thing. So then, oh, there's a really faint one, 26. So then finally, they were able to launch it with a special machine, and it started orbiting Earth. Oh. I, I'm surprised. I don't know how they, um, how do they get their gas? Yeah, that's a good like question. Gasoline. Right, so it seems like to get a satellite out into orbit you might need a special vehicle to carry it like a rocket or maybe it would have its own propellant from earth to get 
out of our atmosphere. But then I believe once it's in orbit and it's it's begun its journey, I don't believe that it... Oh, I just Whoa. saw a shooting yeah, star. that was really cool. That was you super make, cool. I could make a wish. You could. What would you wish? Well, I once saw a shooting star. I wished for a ho- um, a Minnesota Wild hockey jersey. Yeah. We bought a lot of hockey jerseys. None of them fit me. Yeah. So I wish for a Minnesota hockey jersey, a 910T for my next birthday. <laughs> yeah. I'm turning nine. Oh, so cool. I wish for a Minnesota Wild. Nice. Me too. Cool. And I also wish for, it's hard, it's really hard. I Oh, yeah. I wish for um a well a football um not a real one not a foamy one because those break pretty quick but a pretty sturdy one a rubber one. Nice. Yeah. So that's oh, what well, I kind of like mine. So you that's my that second wish: like? a rubber what do you wish for, football. Caleb? I wish for a dog. A dog. What kind of dog? I have two kinds, a husky and a German shepherd. Nice. Me too. So tell me what you like about a husky. They can pull big things. Okay. And and I I just like their look. Yeah. The, the, their, their look in their face is kind of like. <laughs> You've had an interest in huskies for a few years now, haven't you? Mm-hmm. How about the German shepherd? What do you like about that breed? I like that the ears are always pointy up sure and that i like something to do yes they are working dogs aren't they and i'm kind of the same way you are Huskies. today you got a saw and you cut a couple boards for me didn't you mm-hmm. that was excellent for our campfire and you also got your wrench and you took a bolt off of a threaded rod didn't you mm-hmm. Nice when work. I'm not doing something like work, I'm kind of around and not yeah. really... Kind of looking for something to do. You yeah. like to stay active. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I hope for a fish spear for a fish house. Yes. Well, we built one. You can use my fish spear. We'll share it. Okay. Oh, there's another satellite. Amazing. That's 28. Wow. We're on 26, 27, 28. So many satellites. This is incredible. My mouth, my neck. Well, there's something that people do. It's called counting sheep. Have you ever heard of that? No. Hey, another one going the opposite way I saw. Wow. So if you you can't fall asleep, some people say, just count sheep. It's like to just help you kind of zone out and just drift off to sleep. Well, here, if you were camping outside and you didn't have a tent, if you are just sleeping outside, you could just count satellites and eventually you'd probably get tired. I'd probably get a tent, though. You'd rather sleep in a tent? Yeah. I'd love to I like sleeping outside because then you can see the stars and there's no tent to take down in the morning. But sometimes you get a little dewy. There's a heavy dew that falls. All right, let's say good night. But now yet there's good night. But now yet there's frost. That was incredible. We saw thirty satellites. And the, and the Hi, we are 
um, grinding some acorns that we peeled. We are gonna make pancakes after this on our scat iron. We are um, trying to, um, instead of in a blender, we are grinding it in a coffee machine, which isn't working as well as a blender. What do you wanna say, Caleb? Well, we just made a little bit of flour with the grinding with the coffee machine, and it feels really soft. Very and, fine. And um, our, my dad is going to start the coffee grinder up pretty soon, so we're going to have to say goodbye soon, but not right now. All right, what was it like to collect pocketfuls of acorns? Good, good, fun, fun, yeah. fun, fun. What was the day like? Did you observe anything? Fall leaves? There, yeah, there were beautiful fall leaves. So we know the season is fall. What was the temperature like? Oh, it was probably, it was probably 80. Ooh, pretty warm. No, yeah. I wouldn't say 80. Maybe 80, 70. It was pretty nice, was, wasn't it? I'd say it's 70. probably 70. Okay. 70. Because it's fall. Yeah. Anything else before we grind up the rest of these acorns? Uh, not really. Uh, not really. All right, here we go. this experiment it's working pretty good I'd say you've already got about oh, maybe a cup and a half two cups worth of acorn flour we can try it here yeah all right let's grind a little more here it goes here it goes last batch last batch probably the coffee grinder says I'm not an acorn grinder Some of this mellow stuff. Think that, that you don't want to put your fingers in there because that's where the the little grinding blades are. But I think the the acorn flour is a little stickier than just coffee beans. Yeah. Yeah. So we made some pancakes out of the acorn flour. And there was a little bit of coffee grounds mixed in with the acorn flour, so it had a real dark texture, right? Mm -hmm. How did you like the taste, Jacob? Good. What was it like? It was kind of bittery. Kind of nutty. Nutty. It, it, was, pretty... it was pretty good. Yeah. It, it, it tastes kind of like, um, uh, uh, what do you call those, um, muffins, muffins, they're, uh, what well, we picked at our grandpa and grandma's, they're, um, oh, hazelnuts? Yeah, they kind of taste like that. Sure, acorns and hazelnuts maybe have a similar yeah. taste. Um, maybe someday we could try cracking them and combining them and see how that tastes. That's a fun idea. But, I mean... It's just a thought.
Yeah, we made a I... big batch of pancakes, didn't yeah. we? Oh, yeah. We each had probably two, three, four pancakes with yeah. syrup and peanut butter. And we still had leftovers for another lunch. Hey, can I since mom's not Little, Like a quarter lunch. Why have a haiku here? All right, let's hear your haiku. Fall leaves, summer leaves, cattails in the marsh. Ooh, say it again. Fall leaves, summer leaves, cattails in the marsh. Very cool. Yes.